0: welcome to another episode of just another fanboy i'm your host steven and i have a comic to talk about today surprise surprise we're talking about superman issue number two from february of 1987 story and art by john byrne inks by terry austin letters by john costanza and colors by tom Zuko. So again, we're delving back into John Byrne's run on Superman. There were three different titles, from what I can recall. Basically, I've talked about this already, folks. I'm reading a, uh, a series of trades called The Man of Steel, which is John Byrne's run on Superman back in the late 80s after the Crisis on Infinite Earths. John Byrne was basically the showrunner on the titles, and he uh, wrote both Superman and action comics whereas The Adventures of Superman was written by Marv Wolfman. But John Byrne was kind of the showrunner. He was kind of in charge. So when this issue opens up, Lex Luthor is in this room full of monitors. And on all the screens are various pictures of Lana Lang. He has got these people just doing all kinds of research on Superman. He needs to find out who Superman is, how to stop him, how to kill him, all that stuff. He is... He has got it bad for Superman. And one of the things that his researchers have come across over and over again at many, if not all, of the sites where something has happened that Superman was involved in. And uh there's there a picture of this woman. It's Lana Lang. We know it's Lana Lang, but they are they don't know who it is just yet. And he postulates that it's a superhero groupie. And so they print out her picture. And they're gonna they're gonna go look for. Her. Well, in the meantime, the woman that brings this information to him, her name is Amanda, and Luther's like, "That's a really good job, Amanda. How's about you and I go out tonight?" And she says, "Oh, Mister Luther, that's that's very flattering, but I'm afraid I have plans." And he grabs her by the arm and practically breaks her wrist, and he says, "I." He's basically like. I don't think you understand. That was not a request. You will go out with me. And I can't help but think about the fact I read somewhere or I heard somewhere that when John Byrne rebooted Superman and he was kind of redesigning everybody and coming up with their backstories and basically rebooting the franchise, he based Lex Luthor on Donald Trump. Now, Lex Luthor up to this point before the reboot, he was just basically a crazy mad scientist kind of guy. This whole Lex Luthor and Lex Corp and this 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 tycoon who, um, you know, the super wealthy dude that owes all these corporations and has all this money and, and is in control and, you know, not the mad scientist guy. That was all John Byrne. And he based him loosely on Donald Trump. And I can't help but think about that based on everything we know about Donald Trump now, and uh, watching that scene, and I'm just thinking, hmm, that is very Trumpy. That is very Trump-like. The biggest difference between Lex Luthor and Donald Trump is that, well, Lex Luthor is smart. So basically, he forces her into going out on a date with him, and then he goes off to see one of his scientists, Happerson, and he has metallo strapped to a table. Now, if you remember, cuz we talked about issue number 1 a while back, that issue had Metallo in it. He fought Superman, he was going to kill Superman, but something came and took Metallo away. And we all knew it was Lex Luthor. They didn't they didn't say that in the book, but we all we all kind of knew. And so this is just them verifying that yes, Lex Luthor is the one that took Metallo. So Metallo starts yelling at him and he's like, You're an idiot, Luther. I could have killed Superman. You want Superman dead? You should have just left me there. And Luther's like, Oh, I do want Superman dead, but I am gonna be the one that kills him, not you. And then he starts asking Happerson about the, the kryptonite. And Happerson says, Yes, you know, it's it's there's not um it's right there, basically, but it's hooked into his system if we, we can't take it out without killing him. And Lex is like, oh, okay, and just rips the kryptonite heart out of Metallo, and we have to assume at this point that Metallo is dead. From there, there are some men, some of Luther's men have gone to uh, check out the Kent farm because he knows that there is a connection. Luther knows that there is a connection between Clark Kent and Superman, and he wants to find out what that connection is, whether they're old buddies or cousins, or whatever. He wants to find out what that connection is. So he sends a couple men to ransack the Kent farm. And first they they shoot both Ma and Pa Kent with tranquilizer darts and knock him out. And then they just tear the house apart looking for clues. And really all they can find is Martha's scrapbook, her, her Superman scrapbook. And they do find it curious because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of the beginning is just stuff You know, disasters averted things that that uh, people that were helped and by some mysterious person is before Superman came out. But it was all stuff that Clark Clark did before he was Superman and she kept a scrapbook on it. So they take the scrapbook and they're leaving. And here comes Lana Lang walking up the sidewalk. And she says, what are you what are you two doing? Why do you have Jonathan and Martha's stuff? And so then they shoot her with the tranquilizer dart and the two guys, basically, they realize, they kind of come to this conclusion that they don't have any kill orders. They're not supposed to kill anybody, but they can't leave her behind because she saw them. The, the Kents didn't see them. They shot them from behind, but she saw their faces, and so they decide to take her with them. So Luther's on his date with Amanda, and she's feeling very uncomfortable, of course, because she's being forced to have dinner with him, and he learns during the date he gets a call, and he learns that the two guys have kidnapped Lana Lang, and Luther's very upset. He has to go deal with this. He basically states that these two guys are going to have to die. Well, when he goes to he goes to where she's being kept, and he sees her through the through the 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 mirror, you know, the one way mirror, whatever you call it. He realizes that it's, it's the woman from all the pictures. So now he's, he's super pleased. And he gives these two guys a bonus. And so they're going to interrogate Lana. But a doctor, one of, their, one of his doctors is there. And she says that it's not going to be as easy as he thinks. Because she had a very bad allergic reaction to the tranquilizer dart. She has no tolerance for drugs. And so they're not going to be able to give her any truth serum without killing her. And Luther's basically like, well, we have other ways of making them talk. <laughs> and if he had a mustache, he would have twisted it. So then we go to Superman. He's flying around Metropolis, and he notices that a drone is following him. And it's like this little ball with a camera in the middle of it, like a tiny Death Star. And it's following him around. And he he tries to get away from it. And it stays with him. And he tries to grab it, but it... it It has proximity sensors, so anytime he gets close to it, it it darts away, so he's not able to grab it. He's not fast enough. Superman is not fast enough to grab this drone. Isn't that crazy? Superman is not fast enough. So that, I guess that almost might tell you, because I know that one of the things that John Byrne did was he depowered Superman a bit when he took over. Superman wasn't the godlike character that he is now or that he was before, so the fact that Superman isn't fast enough to catch this thing, then to me that answers the question who's faster at this point in time? Who's faster, the Flash or Superman? Well, I I guarantee you the Flash would have been able to grab that thing. So Superman's flying around, making it follow him and he he sees a guy down on the street with a big bunch of balloons that he's selling and he realizes this is the key. This is what he needs and he's thinking to himself that it's a good thing that he keeps some money in his hollow belt buckle. <laughs> We're just such an emergency. And he flies down and he buys this guy's balloons. And then he just lets them go. And basically right in the middle, the, the drone is right in the middle of him. And the proximity sensors can't get a hold of what's going on because there's balloons all around it. And that allows Superman to fly in and grab it. And then it explodes like big time. And had he be, had he not been above the, the city line above all the buildings, some serious damage would have been done. But now he feels safe to go back to his apartment and he he flies back to his apartment building and he, he he comes in through a window into the hallway outside of his apartment and notices that there are a track of bloody footprints coming from the elevator leading to his apartment. And he opens the door and inside his apartment is Lana Lang and she is just beat to crap. She's bloody. She's bruised. And she tells him that that she found these two guys at his parents' house and they shot her. And when she woke up, they were asking questions about him and they beat her up and she wouldn't answer the questions. And he's kind of, he tells her, oh, you should have told them everything you knew. You're not worth my secret. You didn't have to. And she says, no, no, they can't know about you. And so he backtracks. She, she basically, um, she escaped from a warehouse. So they moved her to this warehouse. That's where she, es- she escaped from. And we find out she was let go. It was all part of the plan to lure Superman to this warehouse. And the two guys that he had given a bonus to are there. And when Superman flies in, the whole place explodes. And so then Luther is back home. He's, uh, it's the next morning. He, um, I mean the morning that this happens he's he's standing around his his palatial apartment building a state thing and he's in his robe and Amanda is there as well and she's in a robe she spent the night so I'm assuming uh not her choice not her choice so the building explodes Luther is now back at his, his office, and Superman comes bursting in, just smashes the doors open, and he's yelling at him, Luther, I know you're behind this. And Superman is under the impression at this point that because Lana was taken, he assumes that his mom and dad were taken as well. And he says, what have you done with the Kents, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And he starts approaching the desk, and he suddenly becomes very weak. And Luther's like, oh, what's wrong, Superman? Feeling weak? Feeling dizzy? And he holds up his hand and he's wearing a ring. Looks like a class ring. And the jewel in the middle of it is kryptonite. So Superman can't even get close to him. And Lex kind of walks over to him and puts his arm around him and says, okay, buddy, here's the thing. You bet your butt I did all this. I'm going to kill you. I'm not going to do it now. But I will do it. And you can't prove that I've done anything. And frankly, you can't do anything to me because I have this kryptonite ring. So get out. So Superman leaves and he flies Lana back to the Kent farm. And he's very, he's very sad. He doesn't know where his mom and dad are. And he's trying to figure out what his next move is. Well, his mom and dad are there. They were never taken, they were, they just were left there unconscious. And we end the issue back with Lex Luthor. We're back in his, it's not really his office. It's the big room with all the monitors. And the woman that he forced to go out with him and spend the night is there. And the computer has finished running its program. It's, they've inputted all the data regarding Clark Kent and Superman, all the photos, all the videos, everything that they know about Clark Kent and everything they know about Superman. And the computer has finally returned its conclusion. And Lex is really looking forward to this because he wants to know what the connection is between Clark Kent and Superman. He's thinking, you know, a relative, maybe they grew up together. He He's not quite sure. Well, When the answer comes out, the the woman, now suddenly I don't remember her name. She says, okay, the computer has come back with its, its answer, I guess you could say. And according to all this, according to all the data we fed in, Clark Kent is Superman. And Lex is like, what? Clark Kent is Superman? And she says, you know, now that I think about it, that makes a lot of sense. That's very logical. It makes perfect sense. Clark Kent is Superman. I get it now. Everything adds up. And Lex says, you're an idiot. Clark Kent is not Superman. You know how I know that? Because anybody with the power of Superman would not be happy just being a reporter. If you've got that much power, you're going to be a rich man. You're going to you're going to be more important. You're going to be a very important person. You're not going to be a freaking reporter for a newspaper. So you're stupid and the computer's stupid and everybody's stupid. And then I I think he fires her, which wasn't very nice. That's kind of how the book, how the book ends. This so I may have said it before, but the first six issues, The Man of Steel, the, the miniseries that started this whole thing, was really good up until the last issue, and it was really terrible. But so far, I'm three issues in to the post-Man of Steel, John Byrne run. We've done Superman number one. We've done Action Comics 584. That was a previous episode. Now we're on Superman number two. And so far, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, it's, I remember... John Byrne's run on Superman fondly and when I read Man of Steel I was reading it going, "Yeah, my I I remember this fondly and my memory was not wrong. This is so much fun. I get to the last issue and I thought, "Wow, this was terrible. What What was I thinking? Why is my memory so fond of these books?" And I almost didn't continue, but I'd already bought I draw uh, <laughs> I had already bought the second trade. Man of Steel is the first trade, and now I'm in the second trade. So I'd already bought it, started reading it. And so far, I'm really enjoying this stuff so much more than that last issue of Man of Steel. But if you remember my episode about Action Comics 584, there was a panel in that book that was the last panel of the book. And I talked about how it was a very narrow, it was a wide panel, but it was very narrow. It took out took up maybe an eighth, even less of the page. And it was all word balloons, except for maybe half of Superman's face. And it looked like he was kind of peeking out behind one of the word balloons. Well, he did that again in this issue, but this time with Lana. When Lana is explaining to Superman what happened to him, he does it in this very, this wide, very narrow panel with all word balloons and her face. It was, it practically mirrored, the panel from Action Comics. The only difference was instead of Superman's face, half of his face peeking out from behind word balloons, it was Lana's face. I just find that a very weird thing to do. It just looks, it looks cluttered. It looks, it almost looks like something that they would do in a humor book to make fun of someone who talks a lot, that talks so much that you can barely see them behind the word balloons. That's what both of these panels felt like. They felt like something you would see in a humor book. And this was not a humor book. But other than that, I really enjoyed it. Lex Luthor is coming off the way he's supposed to come off, which is a very, very bad guy, very Trumpy. I mean, can you imagine if Donald Trump was as smart as Lex Luthor? Holy crap, holy crap. But really fun so far in this run, the, uh, I believe the next issue is one of, is one of the adventures of Superman. So the first, the first issue, the next issue I have is the first one that's uh, Marv Wolfman and the other guy whose name I can't remember. The artist I can't remember. I'm not sure why I can't remember that guy because I dig I dig that dude, the artist, and I can't think of his name. Anyway, that was Superman issue number two. If you're into John Byrne at all and you haven't read these, you really need to. You really need to. If, you're, if you only know John Byrne from Marvel Comics, let's say, because he was a big name in Marvel Comics in the 80s, and then he became a big name in DC Comics in the 80s, and now, good Lord, what's he doing now? Come on, John, come back. Do some more stuff. We need you in comics. He has this, he has this uh, reputation of being a jerk at comic book conventions I've only met the guy once he was super nice to me he signed a crap ton of books from me multiple times super nice guy but so far this Superman run is it's hitting all my buttons it's running on all cylinders and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing panel full of balloons beside aside beside aside aside I side dark side See, it all comes around full circle. Anyway, that's my episode. My name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. I'm out. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Steven or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stevenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Orr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes.